Welcome to Passion Life Church. Really what I want to do today, I want to stir up some faith today in, in your life and looking at the word of God regarding healing. You know, you may be facing something in your body, maybe a family member, and I got to tell you, don't go by what you see. Go by what you believe in God's word. I'm going to go through some scriptures just so you can have a foundation because today, ladies and gentlemen, there is hope. Can anybody say a good amen? There's hope today. You know, you can't have faith without hope. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, faith is always right now. It's always right in the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, can I ask you, what are you hoping for? What are you believing for in your life? There's, there's a hope. And now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence, I like to say it like this, the proof, the proof of things not seen. And today we have a hope. You know, the Bible and in the Bible, the word hope is mentioned over a hundred times. Over a hundred times the word hope. And there is hope today. And every time you include Jesus into your situation, my church family, there's hope. Because he's a God of hope. I love that Paul calls him that, the God of hope. You know, the Bible also says about hope. The Bible says that hope is to be an anchor to your soul. You know, if I were to ask you today how your soul is, your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. Some people, their soul is just not well. You know, there's a lot going on in our country today. But you know what? We have a hope that can anchor our soul. And it's deeper than politics. It's deeper than uh, diseases and sicknesses. It's an anchor that does not move. It's an anchor in God. And today we have that hope. And that's what I live by. Because how many of you know, if you go by what's going on today, man, you're going to go crazy. But thank God we have a hope that's not anchored in all of that. We have a hope that's anchored in God. And it's immovable. And hope is a part of our faith. You know, Faith is how you access God. That's how you access God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith pleases him. And it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God, listen to these words. He who comes to God, what must they do? They must believe that he is. Now I'm gonna pause right here. Take a moment. We're going to pause the DVR. I want to focus here in a minute because I've talked to many people when it comes to God and different things. A lot of times when I talk to people about God, their defense of why they don't believe in God is because, listen to this, something that happened maybe not even to them, maybe something that happened to other people, something that they thought happened. Listen, the Bible says that we are to come to him and believe that we must believe that he is. This is a very personal belief between you and the Lord. It's between you. We have to come and believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And you know what I love about the Bible is that Jesus said, if you'll seek me, you will find me. If you ask, I will answer you. The Amplified says, seek and keep on seeking. 
Don't give up too early. Listen, seek, keep asking, you know what? And it will be given unto you. And so I believe that healing is important to us. I believe it's important to you. Now, you may be here today and you may say, you know, Pastor Phil, man, I don't need healing. I'm as healthy as an ox. I really don't know what that means, but I've heard people say it. I'm as healthy as an ox. You know, you may be here today and you ate your apple a day to keep the doctor away. And you're good. You know, you knew that early to bed, early to rise keeps a man healthy, wealthy, and rise. You knew that. And you're here and you may be healthy. And thank God for that. But there may come a day when you may need a healing in your life. And so if you are today, you're healthy, thank God. But maybe take some notes because when there is a time that you need this, you'll have it. But also, I believe if there's somebody in your family or a friend that needs healing, you can have some revelation of what God wants uh, us to know about healing. When you need healing, it's important. It's important to you. But here's my question. How important is healing to God? Because you may be going through something today and go, man, I'm in pain. You know, I, I have been diagnosed with whatever you've been diagnosed with. Is this really important to God? And I would just want to share with you a couple points today about how important healing is to God. And here's number one. You know how I know that healing is important to God? Number one, healing is included in God's redemptive work. What does that mean, Pastor Phil? Today, for those of us that have asked Jesus to come inside of our heart, we've asked God to forgive us of our sins. We have a basis for that because we know that God sent his son to die on the cross for us to forgive us of our sins. But what many people don't understand is just like Jesus died on the cross to forgive you of your sins, he also died on the cross and went through the punishment that he went through to heal you of your sickness. It's all tied together. Now, some people don't believe that. But what I'm going to do, because I'm the pastor, I did all the homework. Say, thank you, pastor. Thank you, pastor. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to show you scripture after scripture where the salvation of your soul and the sickness in your body, Jesus died to take care of both of those. And today, I hope that you walk out of here with a better revelation of what Jesus did. So number one, healing is included in God's redemptive work. Now, we're going to go back to Isaiah chapter 53. I don't know if you found it yet. And if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. I got this big giant Bible right on the back here of the screen. The prophet Isaiah 700 years or so before Jesus would even come would be inspired by the Holy Spirit to write about what Jesus went through. Now, I don't have a lot of time and this is not a good Friday message, but I will tell you this. Isaiah talks about Jesus being on the cross and he says this, that he was so marred as a man. He was beaten, the stripes that were on his back, they pulled out his beard, all of the things that he went through. Isaiah says that if you were to look at him on the cross, you would not even be able to tell that he was a human being. He was so marred. Why? For you for you. And here's Isaiah's account of what would happen. He's prophesying in Isaiah chapter 53, verse three, it says this, he is despised and rejected of men. Now watch, this is not only going to take care of physical healing, what you also are going to see that this has to do with emotional healing. There were things that Jesus went through and his emotions were hurt. We don't talk about it a lot, but how many of you know to be despised and rejected when you are rejected, that's emotional. 
So he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse five, but he was wounded, wounded for our transgressions. It wasn't his transgressions. It was ours. Just so you know. He was esteemed, stricken, smitten by God. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our. They weren't his iniquities. They were ours. Just, just so you know. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Everybody say, we are healed. We are healed. So let's just look at this. Now, for if you're just joining us here, maybe you haven't been to church in a long time or so, the Old Testament was written in a language called Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in a language called Greek. And so what I like to do is I like to go into these words, and what did it mean in the Hebrew? Well, the Bible says, and it uses the word redeem. Redeem means to buy us back. And then he uses the word transgressions, iniquities, and healing all in the same verses. He uses transgression, iniquity, and healing all in the same couple of verses. So it is important to God that you are not only saved, but it is also important to God that you are healed. Because he put it all in the same. So let's break these verses down. It starts in verse 4 with surely. Surely. You know why I put that in there? Because he knew that in 2016 that people would doubt. So he starts with surely. Surely he has borne. Surely, surely. In the Hebrew, that means truly. And then in verse four, he says he has borne. That means to take our griefs and carry our sorrows. Now listen, grief in the Hebrew means sicknesses, diseases, sadness, grief. Sorrow in the Hebrew means pain. Listen, physical and mental pain. Some of us, and I've heard people say, well, this is just a spiritual healing. No, my church family, this is physical and mental pain. He bore on him. And I think it's not an accident that Jesus, when we talk about mental pain, do you know where the first place that Jesus bled from? The first place that Jesus bled from was in the garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and he prayed that prayer, God, your will be done, not mine. And he was in such an intense agony that his capillaries begin to break and blood begin to flow in the garden of Gethsemane. You know what's crazy about this? The first place that Adam messed up was in a garden. The first place that Jesus bled was in a garden. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The first drop of blood was in a garden. The first place that he bled from was his head. So all of us that have things going on and, you know, this is in our mind, we have headaches. I'm just telling you, Jesus bled 
from his head. And not only that, they would take a crown of thorns and press it into his head, into his head. You know why? So you and I could have a sound mind and be free and be healed in our mind in Jesus' name. I can read it like this in verse four. Surely he has borne our sicknesses, our diseases, and carried our pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and depressed is actually that word. Afflicted means to be depressed. Now, Depression hits everybody, I think. I think some people are just more honest. Some of it can be something chemical. But how many of you have ever had those days where you just get up and you just feel oppression? You feel depressed. And you know what? Jesus bore that for you and I. And he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Listen to what these definitions of wounded means. Wounded means defiled, desecrated. To violate the sacredness of. Transgression means rebellion, guilt. Bruised means crushed, broken, shattered. And the word iniquities means bent and twisted. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. You know what peace means there? It means completeness and soundness. Three times Isaiah says Jesus borne our sicknesses and diseases. Then he said he carried our pain that, and then he, he, uh, that were upon him. So he took that all on him so it wouldn't be on you. That doesn't mean it doesn't come against you. Oh, it comes against you. But the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. So when they took that cat of nine tails and uh, Romans when you look in history, it's called the half death. Many people died during this process of the, stri- of the scourging. And that little scourging uh, whip, if you want to call it, had pieces of bone in it. Um, and what it would do is every time they scourged Jesus, it would literally get inside of his flesh and rip the flesh off. And uh, his back was totally broken. Sometimes it would come around hitting the genital areas, pulling the skin off. And ladies and gentlemen, at that point, his blood was being shed. And that blood has so much power that it has gone through the ages that it still has power today to heal you of your diseases and sicknesses. Yes, come on, you can give him a great round of applause. So there's Isaiah. We may have an argument against Isaiah, but now David's going to go into it. And he's going to correlate both of these. And we can read in Psalms chapter 103, verse 1. Don't turn there for the sake of time. Now David's going to put the salvation and he's going to put healing together. Look, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. How many of you know sometimes you got to speak to your soul and say, soul, you're going to worship God. You're going to bless God. That's what David was saying. I have some funk in the trunk right now and I need to bless the Lord. You know what? I don't feel like it, but he starts talking to himself. Anybody talk to themselves? anytime. You don't have to raise your hand. I know we don't want to tell anybody we talk to ourselves, but we do. And you need to be careful what you say to yourself. You need to be careful that you don't say, I'm dumb, I'm stupid. Listen, you have a God who has given you the mind of Christ. But you know what? David starts to talk to himself and he says, soul, you're going to worship God. Soul, you're going to bless the Lord. I know you feel funky, but you know what? Bless the Lord. That's what he's saying. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Listen, and forget not all his benefits. Here we go, verse 3. Who forgives some, is that what it says? Who forgives 
when you come to church, what does it say? He forgives what? He forgives all. You know what I looked up Hebrew? In the Hebrew, all means all. That's what it means, all. That means there's nothing uncovered. In Spanish, in Spanish, it's todo, todo. Listen, forgives all of your iniquities, who heals some of your diseases. Is that what he says? He says all, all of your diseases. Pastor Phil, this was written thousands of years ago. What about the new ones that come out? I don't know, for me, all means all. It's not all, just some. Only, only a little bit. Only when it really hurts. Is that what it says? It says all. Pastor Phil, you sound really audacious. I do. Because if God said it, I need to believe that. And I don't care what's going on. I don't care what. I, I, he can do it for me and for you. He's no respecter of person who forgives all of your iniquities. And he heals all of your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies today. So David says, and now he's putting the two together. David says he forgives all of your iniquities. And he heals all of your diseases. Now Matthew. Matthew is going to do the same thing. Matthew's going to actually quote Isaiah, Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, talking about Jesus. He says, when the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a what word, one word from Jesus can cast out a demonic spirit. One word, one word. You don't have to go in your house and sprinkle holy water. You know what you do? One word from Jesus has power enough to drive the devils away. One word, one word. I love that. It says, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed some who were sick. No, my church family, all who were sick. Well, Pastor Phil, did Jesus heal everybody? No, he didn't heal everybody. But he did heal everybody that came to him. He did heal everybody that came to him. When Jesus was on the earth, there were people who got healed in the crowd and there were others that didn't. There were people who broke through the crowd like the woman with the issue of blood because she wanted her healing more than anything else. She broke through the crowd just to see Jesus. My church family, I pray that we get that hunger back like this woman where we care more about our healing than we care about anything else. You know what? There was four guys who had a friend who couldn't walk. He was paralytic and Jesus was doing a life group and he, the house was filled with people and these four guys walked over to the paralytic. They picked him up. They They took him to the life group because Jesus was at this house. They could not even get into the house because it was so packed. Most people would have said, you know what? We can't get in. I give up. But that's not what they did. They got their paralytic friend. They climbed up on the roof and they tore the roof off and they put their paralytic friend and they let him down right in front of Jesus because they wanted their healing more than anything else. They were willing to tear the roof off to get their friend healed by Jesus. I hope that we could see that level of hunger again. Pastor Phil, why don't you calm down? Why don't you get fired up? Tore the roof off. That's like Sarah sitting right there and all of a sudden you see like little dust start to fall down. Like what's going on? People up there on the catwalk and they start lowering a person. Can you imagine? And you read the story and the first thing Jesus does is he looks at him. He says, your sins are forgiven. He takes care of the inside first. And then he tells him to get up and walk. 
because four friends were crazy enough to bring their friend to Jesus. And he healed them all. He cast out spirits with a word. He healed all who were sick. Listen to this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Man, that's good. Okay, Isaiah. Okay, David. What about Peter? Peter's going to say the same thing. Now, Peter, remember the guy walked on the water? Remember, he failed. He denied Jesus three times. And then he cussed, remember? And God healed him, forgave him. And then Peter's going to get up. Listen to what he's going to say in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we have dying to sins might live for righteousness and by whose stripes we are healed. Come on, you go, Peter. Now Peter's quoting Isaiah. I think if Peter's going to quote Isaiah, Phil Valdez is going to quote Isaiah. I think if David's going to quote Isaiah, I think Phil Valdez is going to quote Isaiah. If it's good enough for David and he's the one that took out the giant, it's good enough for Phil Valdez. If it's good enough for Peter who would do miracles, it's good enough for Phil Valdez. And you know what? If it's good enough for Isaiah, if it's good enough for David, if it's good enough for Peter, I think it's good enough for you. Amen? Amen. So the next time sickness knocks on your door, You look through the peephole and you wonder how important your situation is to God. Now you know how important it is to God because healing was included in Jesus' redemptive work. And it's so important to God that Jesus would have to experience taking on the pain of it and being wounded by it so you could be healed of it. You know, um, I talked to a guy one time and he came to me for prayer and he said, I'm, I have a lot of things I've been diagnosed with. And I always ask people this, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? Yes, absolutely. So we prayed. I saw him again. I said, hey man, so how are you feeling? How are things going? You feeling better? I, said, I want you to hear this. He said, I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah. He says, but I still got a little bit of stuff going on. I want you to hear these words that he said. And I think that God left that, that, that pain, I think he left that in me to punish me. He didn't heal me of everything, but he left a little bit just to remind me, listen, of my mistakes. And I looked at him and I said, you know, that sounds real spiritual. And it sounds real holy. But sir, what you are saying to me today is that what Jesus did on the cross wasn't good enough. And he looked at me and he said, what? I said, what you're saying to me today, sir, 
is that Jesus didn't take care of all of it. And when he was on the cross and when he said it was finished, it wasn't finished. And what you're saying is that he couldn't take care of all of it, so he left some. So what does that say about our Savior? And I looked at him and I just said, you know what, sir? It has all been taken care of. And you should have seen his eyes. I said, you know what? We need to continue to believe that what Jesus did on the cross was enough and is enough for you and I today in Jesus' name. Because here's what we do. You know what? We magnify our sin, we magnify our sickness, and we diminish the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to magnify the cross and what Jesus did and diminish everything else. I'm telling you, what Jesus did on the cross was enough. Isaiah 53, he was. And I'm going to bring it to a close here, and we're going to pray for some people. I think this is so important. Listen. Isaiah says in Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded. So Isaiah, listen, listen, listen. Isaiah was prophesying what's going to happen, but he's using past tense. This is going to be good, I think. I hope. He said, listen, he said this. He said he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, but then by his stripes we are. Do you know why we are healed? We are healed because he was. So Isaiah's talking about the future, but yet talking about the past because he knows you and I would be in the future, but yet our healing already took place in the past. So I am healed because Jesus was, because Jesus took, I am. So today I, I put in my notes, so we are healed because we were healed. When did your healing take place? Let me ask you this just for a moment. When did your salvation take place? I know for some of you, you're looking at me and go, man, I've never thought this much in church before. I usually go, sit down, and then go home. But listen, it's important. You will be responsible for what you believe because your life will become what you believe. So when was your salvation taken care of? Was your salvation taken care of and bought when you received Jesus or was your salvation taken care of when Jesus died on the cross and said it was finished? The salvation was done. Then you know what? Thousands of years ago, you prayed a prayer and invited Jesus in your life. You're like, wow, salvation is amazing. It's good. But you just experienced over there. But guess what? It happened over here already. But it's the same with your healing. Your healing already happened. It's already been paid for just like your sins have been paid for. And you came into the realization of salvation Thank you, God, that you forgive me of my sins. My sins have been taken care of because of what Jesus did on the cross. So today I have some pain. Guess what? My healing has already been taken care of for. It was healed, so therefore I are healed. It was taken care of for. That way I am healed because of what Jesus did. So here's number two. We have to realize that your healing is already paid for. By his stripes, we are healed. Just as I am saved, I am healed today. So watch this. Well, Pastor Phil, I went to the doctor and I got this diagnosis. So if you're saying that I am healed, my doctor says I have diabetes. All right? So now you have a choice of what you're going to believe. Here's what I believe. I believe I am healed 
So here's what I believe. I believe I am a healed person fighting sickness. I am not a sick person trying to get healed because my healing was already purchased. So I am a person fighting diabetes because I am healed. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. And listen, my church family, can, let's just be honest. Number one, there's a devil out there and he's going to fling everything that he can after you. We live in a fallen world. Come on. I don't know if you've experienced this, but the older I get, the more things fall. Come on. So I may be Botoxing and detoxing and you know what? Hello, California. But you live in a fallen world. But listen, just because you got diagnosed with a sickness, it doesn't mean that what Jesus did on the cross is undone. It just means now you're going to have to stand and the name of Jesus, listen, is higher than the name of diabetes. Come on. The name of Jesus is higher. Well, you know, my granddaddy had it. My dad had it. Now I had it. But you know what? Say in Jesus' name, it stops with me because I am the healed today. I am healed. And I'm just telling you, this is how I live because this is what I see the word of God. You know, I've had two herniated discs in my back, one because of an accident. Another, uh, I can't even remember why. I've had two concussions in my life playing football. Um, and I really believe, I mean, it's documented, MRI, herniated disc. And there were days where I couldn't even walk. And I'm telling you, I had a, I had a decision to make. Am I going to take pain meds every single day for the rest of my life? Or am I going to believe what he says? And ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I'm not saying not to take pain medication. That's not what I'm saying because God can use that to heal you. But let me just say this. I started believing every day that my back is made healed and whole. And it's not a coincidence that Jesus bore stripes on his back so my back could be healed. And today and every day. I get up and I thank God for the healing in my back. And I've been able to work out. I've been, is there some days where, oi, ah, ah. Yeah, but you know what? When I feel it, I just say, I thank God that I am healed. My life in the last two years has been so much better with my back because instead of thinking, oh, I'm so in pain, I think I am so healed by what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And some of you have been, yeah, you can give the Lord a great round of applause. Now, I'm going to be honest with you before we pray. I talk with people that all they talk about is their pain. All they talk about is their diagnosis. And I just want to look at them and say, why? If you could just talk as much about God's healing in your life as you do the sickness, you'd probably experience that. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. I'm not. Why don't you just start saying I'm healed, whether you feel like it or not? Because it's not about feeling. You know what it is? It's about what Jesus did. Have you ever woke up in the morning and not feel saved? What does that even feel like? Salvation is not a feeling. We have salvation through faith, not feelings. I have healing through my faith, not my feelings. And there are days that my feelings are going crazy. But you know what? I have a hope that is an anchor to my soul that gets down deep and says, feelings, you're going to have to line up with the word of God. Can you, hear, can you say a good amen? amen? So I am the healed fighting sickness. I am not a sick person trying to get well. The Bible says now faith is. Now let me just say this. Faith doesn't deny the facts. But you know what faith does? Faith doesn't focus on the facts. Faith focuses on the truth. 
And it is possible to so focus on your issue that you never experience what God has because your focus was wrong. And some of us have more faith in our diseases than we do in what Jesus did. It's going to kill me. Well, you said it. Remember Red Fox? Sanford and Son, here comes a big one. Remember that? And it's sad because when he passed away, that's how he passed away. He said, here comes the big one. Nobody believed it. And it was the big one. But how many years he kept saying it and saying, here comes the big one. What if you changed your confession and started to say what Isaiah said, what David said, what Matthew said, and said, by his stripes, I am healed. Well, Pastor Phil, I'm in pain, but let me remind you, Jesus took your pain. He has borne that pain on his body. Today, what we need to do, my church family, is just receive what he has already done. Just receive it today. Receive it today. Would you just stand with us today? Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information on Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com 